Welcome back to the Strongest Fuck Podcast. It is your host, Indy, and today I have a special guest coming on. So Zoe Tabor, you can find her at zoetabor.fit on Instagram. Definitely give her a follow, but we did a nice call slash interview slash chat together. It was really good. Um, loved connecting with her a bit more. Um, we actually met through a little business program that we have been doing. It's been great. Um, and yeah, it was just really great connecting with her. So definitely give her a follow. She has a lot of knowledge, lots of great content. And this episode is freaking fire. So if you guys enjoy, please leave this podcast a review, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. And let's just dive on into this. Welcome back to the Strongest Fuck Podcast, you guys. It is your host, Indy, and today I have Zoe with me. So would you like to give a little brief intro about yourself? Hi, hello, hello, everyone. Um, I am Zoe. I am a uh, coach for Fit and Field Coaching. I just started that up um, not too long ago, and I am all in on everything fitness, nutrition. Uh, So yeah, a little bit about me. Okay. How old are you actually? <laughs> I'm 18. I'm 18. Girl. Oh my gosh. Wait, I actually started like in this space when I was, well, I mean, I started my Instagram way earlier than that, but I started trying to get into coaching when I was 18 too. So I feel you. I'm okay. 20. Yeah. I'm oh. 20. So I'm, I'm, I'm fairly young too. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exciting. No, like I, I, like, I know that we met through, um, the Kendall's Biz Academy and I literally like invested in one of her first courses when I was I think I was 19. So basically same age. I was like, "Woo, let's get into this realm." So, yeah, that's exciting. That's really cool that you're starting off right there <laughs> at that age. Yes, I absolutely love Ken. I love her program. I in the leads one right now. I also did another business program before Ken's and then found Ken and I was like, "Ooh, this is mm-hmm. this is my girl." <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyways, since you're so young, I'm curious, how did you get into fitness and when did you get into fitness? All right. So I first got into like the whole fitness industry um, going into high school. Um, We typically had like lifts because I was uh, a multi-sport athlete. I played volleyball and basketball. And so I really got into it freshman year, lifting, all of that fun stuff. Um, But then COVID hit sophomore and junior year and I was like oh well what do I do now um so that's the first time I actually got a real gym membership I was one of those people who were doing other coaches swipe workouts because I had no idea um what I was doing I didn't have any guidance and I was like well what the heck (laughs) um so sophomore year or junior year that's when it really got serious um I really got into it I started figuring it out, researching those different types of things. Um, But in the midst of all of that COVID um, and then high school and sports, because we still had sports going on where I'm at, um, I also had hip surgeries. Um, (laughs) Yes. Yes. So that was what really kind of put a damper on my health and fitness journey And I was just like, that was my time to learn. That was my time to kind of really consume everything um, that I could. And that's actually when I got certified was this past April. um, I had my fourth hip surgery um, over the past three years. And at towards the, I wasn't, it was my senior year of high school. I had like a couple months of school left, but I couldn't really 
I wasn't at school. I couldn't go to school for those months. So I decided I was like, okay, I'm home. I don't have any school anymore. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to get a certification and learn as much as I can. So that's what really where it like all started. It, I know that was a lot, um, <laughs> but it was, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how I got here. What were your hip surgeries for? Um, so I had two, I had labral tears in both of my hips, mm-hmm. um, which is like a meniscus in your knee, mm-hmm. how I like to explain it. And then I also had impingement, which is bone on bone um, with your hips. And then those are my first two surgeries. Um, I got them three weeks apart. And then my last two surgeries were, they're called POA. You can look it up. It's a nasty surgery. Um, the best way to describe it is basically a hip replacement with your own hip um, just shifted over. Um, Mm. Because dysplasia, it's what it's called. A lot of dogs have it. It's kind of where your hip falls out of the socket. Um, I've actually heard of that one. No? No, well, I was just, I'm like, I was working at a physical therapy office like all last year. So like, I know like a ton of this stuff, but I'm like, I haven't heard of that last one. So I'm like looking it up. I'm like, huh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is, it's a fun one. <laughs> um, so very, it's pretty intense. You're in the hospital for a little while on crutches for like two months, non-weight bearing. So I'm sure you can understand you, since you've worked in an office, like yeah. non-weight bearing two months, like it's mm-hmm. a challenge, especially mentally. That's that's yeah, a really big aspect of it. Where are you at now within like the recovery journey? Journey. So I am about nine or ten, nine or ten months post-op, mm-hmm. um, and I I'm on that like upward, um, like that up and up because mm-hmm. a couple months, not even a month ago, I would say my range of motion was really really struggling. You know that like pinching feeling you get when you like do squats or something like that that's where I was at. I was having issues. I had to stretch, foam roll, all of those fun things mm-hmm. constantly. Um, otherwise, I have some issues with it. Um, but so now I'm, I'm cleared to do everything. I'm doing pretty well, but I actually, I haven't shared this at all with anyone or even on my own Instagram, but it has led to pelvic floor issues. Um, so the tightness of my hips has actually traveled its way into my lower abdominals and pelvic floor. <laughs> so I'm in therapy for that right now, actually. That's that's definitely hard. I have a weak pelvic floor. I know that. I've never gone to therapy, but I definitely like I'm sure that yours is way worse with that exact pressure and everything pressing on it. So <laughs> Yeah, it's it's been an experience for sure, definitely really uncomfortable honestly um and I I have just a I thought it was like weak pelvic floor too and I was like okay I gotta do those little exercises Mm -hmm. you know um but she's like no it's just like extremely extremely tight Mm. and I was like so what do I do she's like obviously you got to stretch it's the same stretch as I was doing for my hips it's going to help with your pelvic floor um but also like soft tissue work is very important and it's just been a very crazy yeah kind of experience that I did not expect to be backlash of of those surgeries yeah yeah and that's really young to get all of those too was the hip stuff like related to like 
genetics? Like, were you born with it or? So it, there's kind of two ways. We don't, we can't say 100%, mm-hmm. uh, but most, my mom does have the impingement side of it, mm-hmm. um, only in one of her hips and it's mild. Mm-hmm. Um, but the dysplasia part, we're thinking, we're thinking more on the wear and tear side of things. Um, because mm-hmm. when I was younger, I did like gymnastics. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of gymnasts I know have had similar surgeries. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, where are you at now within your fitness journey then? Cause it's been a lot of recovery for this past year. So like, how has that transformed like everything, I guess, within your fitness? Yeah. So I've had to start over a <laughs> lot. Um, but like I kind of mentioned it's on that up and up. I'm actually Mm -hmm. able to do movements that I've really never been able to do. Like Mm -hmm. I could never, I couldn't even sit in like the butterfly stretch. If that gives you like a visual representation of how tight my legs are. Um, now I'm almost able to like touch my toes and I'm able to do front squats and get really deep with, um, a decent amount of weight on it. So Mm -hmm. it's those improvements where I can see like that range of motion is, is opening up my, my legs are just feeling better overall. I'm not getting that terrible tightness and um mm-hmm. constant like achy feeling so yeah it's actually I'm doing really really well um as far as that goes that's good that's good um I guess we kind of touched on this but so why did you initially start training that was because of like sports right that's what you were saying yes. yep. yeah and then now it's more like getting that range of motion back probably right being able to do things yeah being able to do things lift heavy yeah (laughs) yes so um hmm. what would you say is like the biggest thing that you've learned within I, I mean honestly you have like two parts of your journey so what are the two biggest things you've learned the first one from when you first started and then the second one from when you had all the hip surgeries and recovery yes All right. So with the first thing, like first starting off, the biggest thing I would say I would learn is to just never, never give up. Mm -hmm. You may be confused. You may feel a little intimidated in the gym, whatever, whatever it is. Don't give up. Believe in yourself. Ask for help. There's these very simple things that we tend to overthink in our heads constantly. And if you do that, it's very hard to see those little successes that you have along the way so keep charging along and don't give up um, on yourself ever and that was definitely the first one and the second one with all of my hip surgeries I would I guess I would just say you're stronger than you think you are Mm -hmm. Um, so that does tie in with don't give up but like your body can handle a lot you can handle a lot and just flow go with it flow learn um so with that just you're you're strong rock with it and just flow as best as you can um in those situations because it's inevitable um stuff like that is going to happen there's going to be random accidents maybe that takes you out of the gym for a while well you can't give up you have to be strong through those you have to figure out how to navigate it and I think those are very two very, very important lessons that I've learned that I continue to hold near and dear to my heart um, to this day. 
Oh, I'm so glad I had you on this podcast. You like fit everything <laughs> so perfectly. Like the things that I say all the time, I'm like capable and strong are like the things that I repeat 24 <laughs> seven. I'm like, you just said all of it. I'm like, oh, you fits so well with this podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, what advice would you give to someone who is in a recovery journey right now? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, the best advice. I would say, I feel like it's my go-to everything, every time, but those are really hard and intense situations, physically and mentally. Mm-hmm. So just don't give up. Well, you can't, like, in those situations, just don't give up because mm-hmm. you can do it. You're capable of doing it. You mm-hmm. just have to believe in yourself and really get through it. Um even if it does suck, because it does. It's, there's no lying to that. Anybody who's in recovery, um, don't give up, whether that is like physical, you had surgery recovery, or if that's like some type of eating disorder recovery, don't give up, you're strong and you can do it, so. Yeah, yeah. What, actually, since you just brought up eating disorders, um, what was your background with nutrition? Like throughout all this, did you have like a nutrition journey, I guess? <laughs> um, As far as nutrition goes, I never really, I wasn't feeling my body the way that I needed to, especially throughout sports. I was not eating near enough. I wasn't eating enough protein, you know, those different types of things, which I feel like is common with everybody who doesn't know about nutrition. Um, but alongside my like CPT, I have my nutritionist certification now and through that time I was really just researching learning um what I needed to do in order to be successful to have that body that I wanted to just grow um in all the areas that I wanted to grow so I wouldn't say I had a huge nutrition journey I would just say I educated the heck out of myself um just just to understand because it is confusing and there's a lot of just false crappy information out there and it's not fair because then that's what people think um so yeah that was that was about it as far as um nutrition goes I didn't thankfully I didn't have a very bad experience with food um and I just learned yeah Mm -hmm. that's cool um so what made you start coaching oh that's a great question so I I started coaching. First off, I never thought I could be a coach. I never thought I was capable of being a coach. I never thought I deserved to be a coach or was worthy of helping other people because who was I? I was just a girl from a small town um, in the middle of nowhere. And that was my mindset at first. And then one day it just kind of hit me. It was like, why do you think that way? Like, what is going on in your mind that you think you're not capable of doing something you, you've kind of been dreaming of doing? Um, because you'd be helping people. <laughs> and I was like, that was my point, which I was like, okay, I want to become a coach. I can do it. Um, and yeah, so that's kind of where it all began. Yeah, I'm sorry. What was <laughs> the rest of the question? No, that was really it. You answered it. You're good. <laughs> oh, perfect. I was like, oh gosh. Oof. No, I actually kind of want to share a little bit about my story with you because like I've it's not necessarily a similar background, but the ages and everything of getting into everything. 
I don't know. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Let's hear it. I want to hear um, all about it. But I actually came from an eating disorder background at like 12. So oh, wow. yeah, so I had that when I started, but I ended up getting into the weight room around like 14, 15. So probably a similar age to you um, and started like getting, I don't know, like I, when I first started, I definitely followed swipe videos just like you <laughs> started like that made a ton of mistakes, but I was also really obsessed with like Jeff Nippard and some other science bros that were really popular, like 2016, I guess. Um, and they're still popular, but definitely back then. <laughs> and so that's where I started like getting all excited about like exercise, nutrition stuff and getting really educated. And I feel like that's partially something that I, I, I like see in you. I'm like, I literally got certified as quickly as I could out of high school. And I like started like educating myself as much as I could right when I could like as early as possible. And I see you doing that too. And I see your passion, which I think is really amazing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, wow. <laughs> um, Thank you. But yeah, so that's kind of where I started. And like, there's way more to that. But um, now I'm here, 21, just finished school, exercise science and everything. Um, and yeah, definitely have evolved in terms of my relationship with nutrition and training. Um, but I don't know. I just felt like sharing that because I was like, you can do it. Like, like, I don't know. I just remember feeling so much pressure and resistance at being 18 and feeling like that age. I mean, even at 21, I'm like, people are still going to look down on me because I'm young, but like, especially being 18, people are like, it just, I don't know if you feel it, but like, I just felt so much pressure. Like I'm not educated enough or my, my story hasn't been long enough kind of thing. Um, but like, I just, I just want to hype you up for a second and say like, you, you, you can do it. And like, you're not like your age doesn't define you with anything. And like the length of your story doesn't define you. And like, you've had so many more experiences than like, even I have had with like your hip surgeries and everything. Like you have such a big place to say so much and you've already educated yourself so much at the age of 18. So just wanted to say that. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate that. Cause that's, I mean, it's not like an everyday thing where I'm like, oh, I'm 18. I can't serve people. I can't help people because in the end, I am doing it right now. I, mm -hmm. My clients are getting results, those different types of things. But it is there, especially with the stigma around my small town. Like, oh, who is she? She has a coaching business. Like, what? Mm -hmm. I'm like, seeing, also seeing like Ken's story, her being 18 yeah. and starting her business, that was really eye-opening and inspirational for me to be like okay who cares how old I am I don't need to like make that a vocal thing people why does it matter there's yeah. people who are 40 plus years old and don't have any type of exactly education on those things so why does it matter what age you are as long as you have educated yourself and you're stating facts mm -hmm. um, not just random <laughs> stuff. so yes. I really do appreciate that more than you will ever know because it has been a tough thing um to wrap my head around yeah 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 um okay did you have anything that you wanted to leave others with anything you want to say um as always you can do it yours very <laughs> very strong stronger than you will ever know um, and really just put in the work, um, whether that's in the gym, educating yourself, it's important to know because it's the rest of your life. Your health is the rest of your life. So if you're listening 
really just make it a priority, make it a non-negotiable. That's like my favorite word ever um, because <laughs> there are things that are non-negotiables in your life and your health is one of them because it will catch up to you. Um, so yeah. that is one of my main things. Even if it's just focusing on your water, focusing on your steps, do the little things um, and then learn about all the other aspects of training and nutrition and all that kind of fun stuff. So thank you guys again so much for listening. I really, really love you guys. And I just, I'm just so happy to be podcasting and interviewing people. I just freaking love it so much. So thank you so much for listening. Um, and then get excited for the next episode because I have another girl coming on. We had a really nice chat as well. Um, so get excited for that. But if you guys have not already, definitely give this a review um, and share this with your friends. And I will talk to you all in the next episode.